Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taron, alongside Jamie, Dan, and Joe. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, good, good man. Has anyone got Isaac Yankum's telephone number? You need to give him a ring about your tooth, do you? Oh, mate. Somebody's got to pull this tooth out. I don't know what's going on. Go on, then. What's happened with it? It's literally, it's just gammy, you know, typical Welsh teeth. And then I just need to pull it out. It's causing me so much pain. But Cor- it's all good. Corporate yeah. Baker. Yeah, DMD. I'll call Britt Baker. Whichever one can get to me first, Britt Baker or Isaac Yankum, either one of them can sort my teeth out. It's just a case they just need to take out a gammy tooth, to be honest. Why didn't they take it out when you went to the dentist, Um, if it's that bad? They could have done, but I just thought, you know what, let's just save it two weeks and just put up with the pain for two weeks. That might be a bit more fun. (laughs) And have (laughs) Isaac Yankum take it out. He do it for free, just for the pleasure of the pain. Yeah, man. Well, he had an alright career. He was in one World Rumble. You know, why not? No, exactly. It's a shame he didn't go on to do bigger and better things, really. He could he could have had a right good career, that Isaac Yankum. Pity, really. It is. I don't know what he's doing nowadays. You know, might, might be a, a mayor of some small town or something. Probably. Some sleazy politician, allegedly. <laughs> oh. Are we all all right apart from that, though, Joe? Jamie? Yeah, good. No gammy teeth mm-hmm. from your end. Jamie, no. how was your birthday? Yeah, I mean, it was all right. Shit cook, but you know, it was fine. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm sure it was me that did the barbecue. It all was day, the all day. Would you like yeah. to come to my 30th birthday, do? Yeah, no problem. By don't the way, say, would you like me to come to my 30th birthday? I had no idea who was coming or doing what. It was Mercedes who planned it all. By the way, my girlfriend's dog isn't very well, so she can't be here now. So now you've got to organise it, schedule it, and cook the barbecue all day. But have a wonderful time. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> no, it was very enjoyable. It was very enjoyable, and none of us got food poisoning. Not that I know of, anyway. I haven't spoke to a couple of people since the party. so um, Most of them were at football, so you're all right. Happy days. I wasn't. My crappy boiler was getting fixed or replaced. Right, uh, we should probably talk about wrestling. <laughs> Last I heard, this was a wrestling podcast. Right, let's jump straight into some news this week then. There has been a little bit of news, a couple of things that happened on Raw itself and a couple of things outside of the normal programming. And we, I tell you what, we might as well start with SmackDown, though. He's finally got it. Roman Reigns has a new entrance theme. He's got rid of the, the Shield um, theme. That's gone, as Dan strangely moves his hand <laughs> up and down the motion of his arm. Good job we know what that relates to. Big dog. <laughs> Indeed. No <laughs> pun intended. Um, yeah, if we, uh, if you, I think WWE have released it fully now, or somebody has, on YouTube. So I've had a listen to it. Have you guys all heard it? Yeah, yes. it's, it's pretty almighty. Um, you know, it's very, oh! But the almighty Bobby Lashley. It's just like, look at me, I'm your champion. That's I thought it was a ringtone at first. For yeah. like a phone. And he's coming down. There's shiny lights. He's like, oh, oh, oh. it's like it's Roman Reigns. Brilliant. It, fits, it, it does fit in well, though, I think. You know, it fits his current persona as the head of the table well. It, you know, it reminds me almost, it is very like, 
but we're going to use it. It's almost like godlike. It's almost like the thing is he's, he's like a, a god itself, like a Roman god. There we go. You see, it's almost like I know what they're thinking. <laughs> um, but I think it, it fits his demeanor and his character very well. And, and you know, storyline wise, it, it works in that aspect as well. I, I don't think it would work well when he eventually has his face turn. When that will be, I don't know. It gives me, it gives me positivity that they're not going to turn him face again anytime soon. Because I really do think they'd have to go back to the shield type music because that just doesn't work as a, as a face theme to me. So they'd have to go back to that. So why introduce it now? A year, almost a year. This summer slam it'll be only since he returned mm. and turned heel. You know why introduce that music now if you're suddenly going to turn him face and refer back to his old music? So do you think it works well as a heel theme, not as yeah. a face theme? It wouldn't. With SmackDown as well, the good thing that they did, you know, they've got that new entrance that they, they've been doing. They did it at the Royal Rumble where they were like zooming into everybody and they focused in on him really well. Um, on SmackDown, he was the only one who actually had that zoomed in entrance. So he had the new music. They it's zoomed in on him. Oh, yeah, that's it. They, they just saved it just for him. And it, it just, you, you looked at him and went, yeah, he's definitely the champ. Yeah, they've got like 4K cinema cameras in WWE, but they only use it on like certain superstars, like top level main event superstars. I don't smack that. He just use it for rubber bands. Yeah, it's. Uh, did I'm assuming Jay Uso and Paul Heyman still came out with him? I did watch it just that clip on YouTube, and I can't remember. I think they both did, didn't they? Not they did. Yeah, they were blurred in the background. They were blurred to the background. Yeah, because <laughs> of the way that camera goes, it very much just focuses on the center object, doesn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It still works. I, I just wonder if Jay Uso will get a new one. I'm gonna get him, boss. <laughs> Where's Jimmy? Did he not come back and disappear again? I think he's ready to come back. Um, he's cleared and stuff. I think they're just waiting did to I, see. Did how I dream that he came back? Yeah, he came back while he was injured. Um, it was during that Hell in a Cell where he was just like, Leave my brother ah, but he alone. mustn't have been fully cleared then. Must he, he, won't clear. he was cleared in January, I think. Right, I see. Okay, but they still haven't brought him back to wise. Interesting. Hmm. I thought, well, they could bring him on, you know, team up with Naomi or something over on Raw. Um, but it's, it's really tough because he's already got, like, one right-hand man, main event James. So if they brought back his brother, they'd just go back into tag teams. Um, yeah. So it wouldn't work. I think if there was a turn coming or the Rock coming back or, you know, Allegiance was challenging something, then, yeah, they could, that's how you bring him back. But it's quite hard to work him into the mix at the moment with him, you know, helping uh, against Cesaro and whatnot. No, absolutely. Have you heard it, Jamie? The theme, Roman's new theme. He hasn't even heard it. He calls himself a fan. Well, like I said, if you want to break down my week, Friday it was my birthday. <laughs> so I drank. Saturday was my birthday party. So I drank. Sunday was my birthday meal. So I drank a little bit. Uh, Monday was bank holiday Monday. I drank a little bit. <laughs> Tuesday. What did I do yesterday? Don't Back even know. work? No. What did I do yesterday? Can't remember. It was Tuesday. And I can't then, remember it. It was only yesterday. <laughs> and literally today I've got to do an action research project, which is due tonight. So I'm making sure that's done before 11.55 this oh evening. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I like Talk your style, Jamie. Last minute, I like your yeah. style. Well, I did my dissertation right. in six hours at uni. I got a 2-1. That's a, do you know what? I did something very similar in university. Mine was maybe about seven or eight hours just on the last day before it was in, in the library. Yeah, with some books. Same, 2-1, no problems. 
Could have been a first, maybe, but, yeah. if I put a bit more effort into it. It's different it. because it's film. I can chat shit about film, just like wrestling. Oh, that's you know, what I, I, did. I, I can fake it. See, I can prob- fake it. The problem is, I, d- I did um, media studies uh, for A-level as well, and I handed all my stuff in two months early. And do you know what happened? Like, I, ha- I hand-drew all of the storyboards, and it, it looked great. I was on course for an A or B, looking good. Handed it in early, enjoying my summer. Next thing I know, literally the day it needs to be in, I get my teacher calling up going, yeah, where's your coursework? You haven't handed anything in. I was like, no, I handed it into you two months ago. No, 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 we've lost all your hand-drawn storyboards. Oh, cheers. So it shows, get your stuff done, like, literally a couple hours beforehand. You know it's in then. Wow. What happened there, then? I don't know. It was media studies. It's all good. I'm all right now. But, yeah, they they must have just, I put it on his desk, and he must have misplaced it. You know what it goes. But um, He submitted it to BBC and kept it as his own. That's it, see, I'll see him like in an archive in, in Newport Museum. Like, look at these, they're amazing. It's like, I handed it in, it went missing, and six years later, line of duty. That's it, see, no comment. <laughs> oh, lovely. And right, well, Jamie... <laughs> and the wee donkey. Um, Jamie, tonight then, whilst you're uh, doing your work, you can listen to Roman Reigns' new theme on a loop I mean, over I, and over again. Well, I was going to say, I have been listening to the Source score. <laughs> oh yes, that does sound rather good as well. All ready for spiral in a couple of weeks' time. That's another podcast. That's another podcast. <laughs> um, guys, it happened on Raw. We had the promo, the the return promo, the for evolution, the evolution. Oh yes. Now, oh, yes. realistically, on a topic like this, I wouldn't really want to give much time to it because, for obvious reasons. But I feel that we need to, because I think we echo. Oh, I certainly do. I mean, you guys may well have different opinions, and that's what this is all about. It's a discussion. But I echo most of the people out there who've said you've got rid of female talent, hardworking female talent that can wrestle, that can work, that can perform that can cut a promo in, you know, Chelsea Green, both Iconics, Mickey James, and you've got rid of those, for example, and you've brought back, this is the worst <laughs> thing, it's not like they brought her in for the first time and thought, well, she might develop, she's not great, but she might develop. They tried that, they did that experiment, they had her on TV, it didn't work. So what's changed in the last couple of years? What's changed is everybody on the roster right now is really good at wrestling. They're going to the dungeon PC, putting loads of hard work. Do you remember beforehand, it used to be the other way around. You had all of these glamour models, didn't know how to wrestle. And then you had like one or two, like Natalia and Beth Phoenix, who could actually grapple. And it was different. Now it's the other way around. Everyone can wrestle. And you bring in an Eva Marie, who needs a bit of work. It's like, well, no, I'm a model. I know I'm entitled. I know you're going to hate it. It's a personality. And everyone's going to hate her and boo her. And they need that. I know Charlotte Flair's going on like a master heel role at the moment, but they need somebody who just gets booed. And she plays it really well. She doesn't even have to do that much. She walks into a room and like you watch Raw and everybody's just talking about the evolution promo. And fair play, I I was hating it at first. Like, oh, they brought her back. What are they doing? But then I watched the promo and I thought, hang on a minute, you've actually done a really good job there. You know, lying on that car, standing on that car. Well, well, she's, she's actually been signed for the past year, though, hasn't she? Just in developmental, so it's not. She's, she's definitely just been signed since, since before Christmas, at least. Yeah. 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 So when you talk about people, Gonjo. I was going to say when she stood on that car, it was just annoying me. That's a malicious damage claim right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, like I said, it, with all these people that got released, like, the only ones that I can kind of see maybe Iconic's not being released. But like I said, Mickey James is a veteran Bournemouth. Even Marie is young. She's attractive. Obviously, it's in the model. Uh, whether she can be, I mean, she's been like a year in developmental like training. She could be really good when she comes back. You never know. She might surprise a lot of people. But it's something will. new, wow. something young for a lot of people as well. Rather than seeing, like I said, Mick James a veteran performer, nothing against her. But, you know, she's probably on less money, even Marie. And there was. Um, you think she's on less money? No chance. I reckon they've thrown loads at her. There was something interesting that happened in the Alexa Bliss segment as well. She was talking to Lily and she, and she said, Oh, I, she likes red. And, it, you know, there's only a couple of things on Raw that were red. And that was even Marie's hairstyle, but it was slightly pink. And it was Sonny Deville's suit. Um, and Lily was in the background with Sonny Deville. So they could incorporate Sonny Deville in that. Um, Alexa Bliss storyline, but it could be something to do with Eva, Eva Marie because the promo was just before. So there could be something in the works why she's coming back. It might be for a bigger picture. Hmm. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. I mean, I suppose so. I mean, just like, I just, it still doesn't fill me with confidence. I will be amazed if she steps in the ring and she can perform. Like, put it this way I put this way, Lana's the roster. Yeah, but I've just got a feeling Lana will be better, and I know that's not. I think I mean, she'll that's be on edge, yeah. um, I mean, she's been posting a lot of pictures on Instagram with um, Parker Bordeaux. He's like the next Brock Lesnar kind of guy. He's like a mm-hmm. big, muscly, jacked-up guy. Like all of her Instagram is like her and Parker Bordeaux. So maybe that's who she's bringing in. I do, he's green as cabbage. Mine. He hasn't had. Has he had any NXT appearances yet? No, nothing. No. Just I just trained. can't see him. Bring, if I get what you mean, Joe, if he'd have been in NXT for the last year or so, and it was around the time which they thought, oh, it's time for a call up. Absolutely, I'd agree with you. But if he's not been on NXT, I think that's dangerous. I mean, it's dangerous bringing Eva Marie back in the first place. So it's <laughs> certainly not out of the possibility, realms of possibility of doing it. But um, no, let's see. I just. I, I've got every a feeling that every wrestling fan knows who she is, whether it's bad or good. Everyone yes. knows. Oh yeah, and it's certainly going to create interest and publicity. And you know, I think it will get people to as soon as we know. You know, in it might take six weeks. These promos might run for six weeks, and then the week before, as soon as they say, you know, debuts or redebuts or returns rather next week, I can guarantee you that the ratings will go up, even if it's just for that one segment where people watch it, because people will want to see it. Or it'll be the most viewed video on YouTube of the selected clips that they upload each week. Because mm-hmm. um, people just will want to see it. I doubt very much she's going to wrestle in the first match. I've got a feeling Bad Bunny will be a better wrestler than her. I just can't see that she's done this drastic improvement. Because, I mean, how long has she been gone now? Probably a good three or four years. I bet you it's been that long. And four three years, say it's four years, for three years at least she wasn't doing any wrestling at all. Nothing. So she's only started doing it again since she returned back to the Performance Centre and I don't think it's been quite a year. It's maybe been six to eight months. So unless in six to eight months she's had a Kurt Angle experience, you know, a Kurt Angle type experience moment where she's just come in and she's suddenly brilliant. I, I can't say, I just don't you know, I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, did she ever in her original run have a singles match 
No, her gimmick was like um, she always had an excuse, like she had a wardrobe malfunction, exactly, or something like that. Well, and she that's was on when she was still being. She did on NXT, that... I'm sure, wasn't her first match like against Alexa or something? Yeah, well, she was on Breaking Ground. If you go back back through Breaking Ground, yeah. and she caused an injury for I think it was Dana Brooke. She kicked oh, her in the head too hard, and then Good caused God. her to have an injury. But on the main roster, I think she might have had a couple of. She, I think. Did she not have a WrestleMania match, like a multi-women's yeah. 10 women tag type thing where she probably did a couple of moves? So we can't really count that. You're right, Joe, in the wardrobe malfunction thing. I think from last I read, and this was last I read about four years ago, the reason they did that for about six weeks in a row is because they were still training her up and they were hoping that by the time they finished that storyline, she had a match, she'd be ring ready or at least partially there. And they released her before it even got to that, which says to me she wasn't le- even learning the basics in six months because you know what WWE are like. They will throw anyone in there if they know the basics. You know, with just, for example, like an Omos, for example, or what Babatunde, all that kind of stuff. You know, we can't really see what they can do as far as having a 10-minute match yet because they haven't been given the opportunity. But we know they can do the basics as far as looking like the strong man doing a couple of moves and finishing the match. You know, a Goldberg-type thing, they can do that. But by the sounds of it, Eva Marie couldn't even do that. I'm not saying she had to be. I mean, she's not a powerhouse. Look at her. But... <laughs> She didn't even have a singles match where she did two or three basic moves to dominate and end it because by the sounds of it, they didn't even have the trust in her to do that. So unless they suddenly do now, or like Joe says, maybe she's going to come in as a valet or a manager type thing, it's going to be very interesting to see. I've just been going through a history. She had a few matches. um, Alicia Fox, she fought AJ Lee a few times in non-title matches. Very Um, memorable, all these ones, eh? Exactly. And then... um, like I said, she had breast implants and was out for ages. And she ret- then she was sent to NXT, and she beat Cassie Peyton Royce on her NXT oh, debut. God, there God, you go. She really? <laughs> well, I'm all I'm wrong. Then I'm completely wrong. She's going to be the next women's champion. Yeah, and she was on um, NXT Takeover Brooklyn against Carmella. Was she really? Why do I not remember any of this? I think there's, there's, a good, really there's a good reason why you don't remember any of this. I know, oh, but you'd have thought an NXT rem- women's title match against Bailey. Hey, <laughs> you'd have thought I'd remember this for how bad they were. Maybe she wasn't as bad as we thought. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh, she accompanied Nia Jax in Takeover London. But yeah, so she oh, has wow. had a few, but like I said, nothing memorable. I suppose yeah. at least it's something new. I mean, we've been bored with Raw for the past couple of weeks. You know, if this happened the night after WrestleMania, we'd be like, oh wow, loads of new people coming in. But it's taking a couple of weeks. But they're yeah. finally getting some new people in and somebody else who we'll talk about in a little bit debuting as well. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Right, moving on. A little bit of AEW news. At the time of recording, it's blood and guts tonight. We won't talk about that really because it'll be obsolete by the time that people listen to this from Thursday onwards. Because absolutely, it will be by the time people listen to this. But I believe they're going to have, like they always do, some form of crowd, obviously not at full capacity. I think they're going to allow a little bit more just as restrictions start to lift. Um, But it's been announced today by Tony Khan that AEW Double or Nothing, the pay-per-view at the end of the month, is going to have a full capacity crowd at the venue which is currently at that holds five and a half thousand people and it's going to be full apparently so 
little bit of news, not really much of a discussion point, but it'll be interesting to see how many they have tonight, and then knowing that only in what two or three weeks' time they will have a well, what's a full capacity crowd anyway for that particular venue? Yes, it's only five and a half thousand, but it's it's probably about five thousand more than they've had for the last year or so. Well, hopefully so, um, it's on the way up. Um, I, I know Joe Biden said they want seventy percent of the American public vaccinated by uh, end July, of July 4th. wasn't it? July oh, beginning 4th. of July, brilliant. Yeah, Independence Day. So. Onwards and upwards, um, you know, it's always great to see a crowd and we actually know who's getting over and who's falling flat as a pancake because uh, at the moment they're just guessing. No, exactly. Be, very, be interesting to see, though, if everybody just gets over just because people are finally happy to be in a full capacity crowd and everybody gets <laughs> cheered anyway. But it's, um, it's good as well because I know we were talking the other week whether it's just going to be that match. They have announced a full card for the event as well and it is a pretty good card looking at, looking at it. So, double or nothing? No, four. For blood and guts tonight, because you know we were talking about yeah. saying it might just be that whole match uh, for the whole show or pre-recorded matches. Uh, they've announced a full card. I mean, the tag titles are on the line as well as SoCal um, will take on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, the Varsity Blondes, and the Acclaimed. So that's like yeah. a four-way for the titles. You've got Britt Baker versus a to be announced. So. I know obviously Oh Jamie, I tell you what, I can hear a lot of feedback of myself talking on your computer. I'm assuming it's you. I can hear my beautiful voice echoing back. <laughs> I'd turn my volume down, is that all right? Well, let's have a test. <laughs> no, oh. I can still hear it. That's quite like am I the only one that can hear that? No, I can hear that. Yeah, it's like a speaker in the background. It of, sounds uh, like we're at yeah. WrestleMania in Madison <laughs> Square Gardens and it's just echoing around the arena let's cut a promo let's cut a promo on dan's <laughs> <Yeah>. sawtooth i'll quickly just go over the blood and guts pro like matches and then i'll go oh, back my headphones go. and hopefully that'll be fine but you got Good kenny lad. omega and mt nakazawa versus john moxley and eddie kingston cody rhodes versus qt marshall and then the blood and guts match so it's looking like a pretty good event. You know what? I might stay up and watch it. Why not? I'll be doing my yes. essay anyway. You mentioned that tag match. Who was in that tag match again? Um, you know, it's not like there's a quiz that's um, all about tag teams this week. Uh, the fatal four-way tag match is between yeah. SoCal, uh, Jungle, uh, sorry, Jurassic Express, Varsity Blondes, and the acclaimed. Yes, Jungle Express. So, so SoCal, that's um, SCU, is it? Or is SCU. that the Yeah, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarin. All oh, right, I thought um, the titles won somebody else. Oh, sorry, it's for a future tag team title. Because oh, I've got yeah, a question. Yeah, I've got well, I'll, I'll give you a spoiler. Question six of the quiz is who are the current AEW tag champs? And I was like, hang on a minute, I know I'm behind. I'm not that behind, am I? <laughs> <laughs> no, good. No, yeah. Um, so it's for a future AEW tag title match. Who I oh, won't good. say are the tag champs. But... I think the Blood and Guts match is still supposed to be scheduled for a good hour, in it so. I think so yeah it's going to be quite a long one but um i keep counting it and um mjf's team have one extra person um i know it's obviously all man telly but still they've got one more person so they've got the advantage i guess oh will yeah, there I think be he, he just says with though doesn't it so i think he's just gonna be outside yeah but he had a match the other day you know could could see him have some graps yeah, yeah. I, I am looking forward to it, but if you guys want to continue. And I wonder if um, on there as well, we'll have the Young Bucks actually continuing to steal all of Seth Rollins' clothing. They were um, on last week's episode wearing his jacket. 
Yes, no, I did. Yeah, I did notice. I also noticed. Was it Nick this week had his COVID vaccine as well? Hmm. I think it was Nick of the the two of them, Um, because I know a few of them. A few people have been on social media and stuff saying things like, "Oh, they're very anti-vax. They're very, you know, not believing in Corona." He's like, "Well, I've just had my vaccine, so up yours." (laughs) Um, So (laughs) nice to see he got his vaccine. Well, yeah, the more more of them have them, the you know, the safer it'll be, I guess, for everybody, and it means. You know, they, they can lower, lower the restrictions, but it just means that everyone is safe and a lot safer, yes. the fans are safer. It's just always a good thing. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. Let's move on to the news that Daniel Bryan lost his match, his loserly SmackDown match against Roman Reigns on Friday. He was taken out, I believe, with a steel chair. Was it like a concerto type thing? That's yeah. Um, to effectively write him off. Um He's since been moved to, to the alumni section of WWE.com, which, you know, classic storyline. It's not the first time they've done it. They have done that type of thing before. But it has also been reported by various media outlets, including Dave Meltzer, that his contract actually did expire after SmackDown on Friday, or rather after Friday. Um, and at the moment, he doesn't have a contract. So I thought this would be a good discussion point on what we think will happen. Um, you know, obviously, there is still, and, and again, it's, not out of the ordinary. It has happened before. More with places like TNA or Impact Wrestling, should I say? But we, ha- you know, it has been known for wrestlers to almost have a bit of a gentleman's agreement, and whilst they're out of contract, still wrestle or be part of a company until they mm-hmm. come to terms on a new deal. Um, now, Daniel Bryan has been outspoken as well, knowing that he's getting towards the end of his career, and he has said that he does want to explore other avenues potentially on wrestling. Um, some individuals that are outside of the company um so there is that um but also there is like we just said the fact that you know it is getting right towards the end of the, his career and there's still you know albeit slim a possibility that he doesn't sign and he you know finishes up so i mean there's three options what what do we uh let's start with joe what do we think is going to happen with daniel bryan ultimately i mean i was reading on dirt sheets like his neck is like it's like still a bit fragile. He's not got many le- matches left. So whatever matches he does have, they're going to have to matter. And they're going to have to be against somebody really, really big. I mean, I'm hoping selfishly that he goes to like NXT and paces Pete Dunne. That's like the ultimate match for me. I mean, he could go... I mean, the summer's coming, the Indies are coming back. He could go back to like Ring of Honor or Japan or something like that. But I've got a feeling that he'll stay with WWE and he'll go to like NXT or maybe come to NXT UK or something like that. That's what I'm hoping anyway. Yep, Joe. Uh, sorry, Dan, even. Do you have a, an idea or an opinion on this one? Yeah, I mean, in, in regards to dream matches that we want to see Daniel Bryan have before he retires, we you know we had Jericho um, on the network not so long ago and that was a favour. But Tony, you know, Tony Khan letting it go across. If they're really playing this, oh yeah, Daniel Bryan's been banished. Wouldn't it be great? I mean, it's very unlikely to happen. Wouldn't it be great if when episode of Dynamite, Kenny Omega holds an open challenge? Turns up tonight at Bloody yeah. Guts. And he, he, yeah, well, I know he's got a tag match with Michael Nakazawa tonight, didn't he? But, you know, how amazing would it be if um, you had, Dan, you know, Brian Danielson go across, face Kenny Omega, and that's his... I know they had a match down when they were in developmental ages ago in OVW or wherever it was. But, you know, those two have a really, like, five-star match. And then 
oh, we've lost Daniel Bryan forever. And then all of a sudden he just turns back up again on Raw, faces Drew McIntyre, revitalised. That's what I'd love to see happen. But more likely he'll probably take a couple months off, return back to NXT, do a little bit of a run against Finn Balor and, as Joe mentioned, Pete Dune. And then, you know, he's, he's going to retire in a couple of years and go in Hall of Fame, so happy days. Jamie? Yeah, I think the... Um... I know there's a little bit of a consensus of he can't leave WWE because Brie Bella owns him. So obviously she don't want to mess up any total Bellas or total Divas contract or anything like that. If he does leave, whether that would actually have any impact on that at all, I don't know. But I'd, I can't see him going anywhere else. Like you said, he's he's got a cushy job there if he wants it in the producer role, doesn't he? Like I said, Brie Bella and Nikki are raking in the money with Total Bellas. So I think he's just going to stay there and produce role. Might come back just for the big events, SummerSlam, WrestleMania, make an appearance in the Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm going to go against all you guys and say he'll literally be off TV for two weeks and then he'll be back on SmackDown because that's just a stupid booking that they do at the minute. <laughs> I think he, I think he will sign Rome a new and contract. And make a, a triple threat match. Oh God, we've had enough of triple threat matches. We've got another one for backlash for the women, haven't we? Coming up, but no, I, I, I just think that he will. I think ultimately he will sign a new contract. I think it'll be one of them things where in a few years he will finish, and he'll finish with the WWE, and then he'll always talk about his regrets about, oh, I know I spoke about this about going and facing other people, and I didn't because I want to stay loyal to this company. And as much as I'm happy I did that, I still do regret not going. I think that's exactly what'll happen. Um, but I just think that, you know, time and time again, we see these things where there's storylines where people are injured, fired, suspended. I mean, look at Charlotte Flair. We've already spoke about this last week. She was suspended and then turned up next week. So she wasn't, she was suspended for a week, but technically she wasn't because she's only on one show. She was just on the next show. So really she was just suspended for an episode. Um, So they, they, they just tend to do these stupid storylines. So, you know, let's say what's the main event that Roman Reigns is in at backlash. Uh, Cesaro, but it hasn't been like booked yet, but he's, he's probably going to be facing Cesaro. Right, so he's probably going to face Cesaro, beat Cesaro, and then beat down on Cesaro afterwards. And Daniel Bryan runs in and makes a save. So you know, you know, you know what I mean. So it's the yes just... movement will get his job back. No, he might come back as a heel and screw Cesaro over, <laughs> um, and then join the table. Join the table. Will. Yeah. <laughs> Why does he not make a faction called the, the table? Knights That's of the Round stupid. Table? The Knights of the ta- of the Roman Table. <laughs> The but Roman yeah, Empire no. Knights. For God's sake. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but I think ultimately he's going to stay. But let's yeah. see. Right, from one iconic wrestler to another or a pair. The iconic. Uh, I, Dan, iconic. I know Dan's very happy about this one. I am as well. The Iconics have teased a new podcast. Their first venture since being released by WWE, a new podcast that's going to be called Off Her Chops. Um, <laughs> going to be presented by the both of them in this instance. I don't know if they have announced a date yet. Might be wrong, but I think it's probably coming up in the next month or so. But yeah, they're going to be doing their um, own podcast. So it'd be nice to see what stories they have about the company, mm-hmm. how open that they will speak about the company as well, and indeed just their journeys of wrestling altogether. But it'd be nice to see if they have any guests on, like many of their other colleagues do. Yeah, it'd be decent. I, I mean, you don't really have 
many female wrestling podcasters. You know, you've got the Sam Roberts out there and the What Cultures and the Eric Bischoffs the of the world. But... sessions with Jim. Renee. That's yeah, but I mean, that's mainly, it's not really wrestling. I know they've got it and she does, she talks about like cookbooks and stuff like that. But um, not really, you know, she doesn't really touch too much. Just Lillian Garcia still have her podcast. Chasing Glory, yeah, that was on the network, that was. It was doing quite well, but it's, so, you know, it's quite a dominated male um, area. So it'd be quite nice to see, you know, Cassie and, and What's Her Face actually doing quite well with it. What do you mean, What's Her Face? She's still going under Billy, <laughs> Billy J, isn't she called now or something? Billy J, I don't care what she's called. Is she called. under Billy J? Was it Jesse? still the greatest. Jesse K, in it, yeah. Jesse K, that's the one. Jesse K, and then Cassie Lee. And it's good to see that they're actually reunited and together again. So. Uh, you assume from that, wherever they end up, they're going together. Mm. You'd hope so. Will they end up in AW? Will this be the start? Yeah, will their first episode will. be when joining a... Will they debut at Bound for Glory? Bound for Glory, well, that's impact. Isn't it? What glory, am I thinking Jesus. of? Double or, double or nothing. Double or nothing. I, I don't think that's a 90 it? days, is it? Or it could yeah. be impact. I mean, impact actually have women's tag titles. You know, them against Jordi and Grace and Rachel Ellering will be pretty decent. That would no, be a very good match. I, I just think they'd the be wasted in impact. Yeah, I know we had the discussion. I think there's no doubt like Cassie is going to AEW and I'm sure she's going to bring Jesse with her. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope it happens. But will anyone... Would that mean you would watch AEW then, Taryn? Properly. I do watch AEW. Properly. Like not it's in fact I don't watch. <laughs> hey. Sometimes I will. Yeah, but let's be honest. We do it even with Raw, especially Raw. I we do, do with Raw. Raw I know we do it's with everything. Hours. I know we will certainly fast forward through some of the, the moments. We will fast forward through the evolution moments of Raw. Um, what should come out to that? To lie in the sand. <laughs> but, but sang by but a female. Evolution is a mystery. Sang by Jonah Jet. <laughs> yeah. Lemmy's face will so pop in at even the thought of that. He'd be turning <laughs> in his grave, he would, <laughs> if he wasn't cremated. I don't know if he was buried or cremated. Uh, but yeah, are we going to give the first episode a listen at least? I think I will. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Of course. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about Jesse and Cassie, you know, they've got good chemistry. They've got good sense of humour. They they are actually really funny. You know, it's iconic. They were hilarious. So I dare say the podcast will go down really well. Brilliant. Fantastic. Guys, we've spoken about a couple of documentaries that have happened in the last few weeks. We had the Miss 24 um, documentary. There's been a couple of them on A&E, such as the um, was it Hidden Treasures. I can't remember what it's called now, and I've seen the first episode. <laughs> the Treasures episode, I think there's been a Macho Man one as well, and a Rowdy Ruddy Piper one um, on A&E. But um, WWE have commissioned a new documentary that's coming soon on the Nexus. Now, I am, I am looking forward to this one. I don't I, I'm not sure. I think it depends who they get on it. I'm sure they will have. They'll have Heath Slater on it. I'm sure he's probably already recorded it before he was released, yeah, I mean, or even, or even come back. Because I know he came back to do a couple of others after he's released. So they'll have no issues getting people like that. I doubt Ryback's going to be part of it. I'd love for him to be on it because I just want to see what he had to say and things like that. Um. I know Michael Tarver doesn't have a great relationship with the company, so I doubt as well that he will be on there. Um, of course, you've got Daniel Bryan. Obviously, Wade Barrett will be a part of it. Now he's back in NXT as a commentator. Um, 
it'd be nice to see if they do get people like Justin Gabriel and things like that back, you know, just for, you know, their their input on it. But we're looking forward to this one. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, Darren Young's on there as well. I've seen that today because he's with New Japan now. New Japan. Uh, but, yeah, he's, I see Darren, Darren Young's on there as well. Brilliant. I, I, I hope they're just honest about things. Like... They tend to be, you know, especially with like the Stone Cold podcast and Broken School sessions and that, you know, they, they have in the last few years been a bit more honest about things. I'm just hoping that they do delve into things and, you know, be honest about the fact that it started off great, but really died off towards the end. I hope they're honest about the Cena side of things and how they feel that Team WWE shouldn't have gone over them at SummerSlam. Because, again, that's one of the worst booking decisions I've ever seen. You've got this hot new faction that's joined the company, had that absolutely amazing debut, up there with one of the best, certainly one of the best faction debuts of all time, but up there one of the best debuts of all time, um, you know, and the impact that they made was brilliant only for, you know, a month later or less than a month later to lose at SummerSlam to Team WWE when that mm. was absolutely the time to propel them. So I hope they go into, you know, a bit of in-depth discussion on that. Just be interested to see how far that they do go with things. I mean, my idea with it, I wasn't upset with Team WWE beating the Nexus because the, the Nexus were, you know, breaking the, the ring. They were strangling you know, the referees and ring announcers, they were, they were running a ruckus. And it was all about elevating Daniel Bryan, him coming back and then getting the big victory at the end. I'm fine with that. But I really think they should have put the title, the WWE title, on Wade Barrett at the time. I know mm-hmm. it's selfish from a UK point of view. We wanted to see a UK WWE champion. I know we've got one now. Um, but at the time, you had, you know, Cena, I want you to join the Nexus, or you're the referee against me, you know, me against Randy Orton. You could have turned Cena heel, potentially, or teased it a little bit and you could have actually put the belt yeah. on somebody new and Wade Barrett's bro you know if you look at the list of WWE champions you know and, and who are the best and who are the worst he certainly would have made a really good champion I yeah. think what yeah. killed the Nexus is them not putting the belt on Wade Barrett and then all of a sudden they were dropping members one by one by one by one then they tried to rehash it they brought in Husky Harris Mason Ryan but by that point it was too late if they put the belt on um oh, there's a core as well on there yeah, you know, you could have put oh, the core. Oh. <laughs> the core was okay, but it was just that the core is what it should have been with the Nexus, but it was just a bit too late with it. But I think they should have done something with Wade Barrett, give him the belt. That would have made that faction. I mean, they're still an amazing faction. They've got a documentary with it, but I think it wasn't the, the Smack, the, the Survivor Series, not Survivor Series, was it? SummerSlam match. I don't mm-hmm. think that was what put the nail in the coffin. I think it was them just dropping weak members and then not having Cena. Um, you know, count the one, two, three, and give them Wade Barrett the belt. I think ultimately, in my opinion, that's what killed them. But ultimately, as well, we're all still Nexus fans. If somebody said, "Do you want a free Nexus T-shirt?" We'd all take it tomorrow. We love. Well, you're either the Nexus or you're against us. Yeah, Jamie still has it. <laughs> I never got Just... a chance to buy one. And I really regret it. I think they've come back in the shop recently. So I, oh, I bet you they re-release them as like a retro T-shirt on the sh- on mm-hmm. Shop Zone when the documentary comes out because they'll sell like hotcakes. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's I like I said, faction. Wade Barrett's from Preston, isn't he? So he basically he's our neighbour. But um, just, just a funny thing we're talking about, Ryback. He did tweet about it, saying, I chose to skip it. Oh, of course he did. He <laughs> with a capital a S. All in. With a he capital chose. S, if you see what he did there. Oh, did he, did he really? Did he really? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What I do? chose to skip it because his Good name old was Sheffield, Sheffield himself. 
So oh, maybe no. he's on it. Who knows? I doubt it. But, you know. No, I doubt it. I, I do. No, I, I'm looking forward to it. Have they said when it's out? No, not yet. Just in development. Like I said, Darren Young filmed his like yesterday or the day before in his New Japan gear. So they're putting New Japan gear on there because he was wearing it and he was allowed to hey, wear it good. during the, the documentary. So because he said on it on Twitter, representing my New Japan gear whilst he was on it. Fair enough. I know that they were supposed to come back at last year's WrestleMania and be part of the John Cena Bray Wyatt match, but they just couldn't agree to get them all back for that cinematic match because they were going to do it with the, the beatdown of Cena. Um but again, that that's think you know what, thinking back to it now, that was bloody stupid when Cena had to was there not I'm sure I'm not getting this wrong, was there not a storyline where if Cena lost or something he had to join the Nexus? Yeah. And he did, and he was only in the Nexus again for about a week. Yeah, that's what I'm on about. And so then, he joined the Nexus and then Wade Barrett got a title match that against was Randy Orton. Um yeah. and he basically I think he there was something about Cena being fired for the twelfth time or something. But yeah, he joined the Nexus and that would have been a perfect opportunity to turn him heel and then just never went with it. Is he that just when destroyed he the Nexus a... from the inside. <laughs> Was that not when he came back? Juan Cena, you going to say? Juan Cena for about a week. <laughs> yeah, in a house show. I'm sure it was, yeah. <laughs> Whoa, dear God. Where did he come up with this stuff? It's like Vince Russo's back. <laughs> i tell you who is back, though. The modern-day Maharaja is back. Mm-hmm. Jinder Mahal with his Ooh. shaved head returns with a couple of people from developmental in and the performance share. center. In, in the share. Yeah. Um, and he, he was in, get this, the main event of main <laughs> event. <laughs> he dropped out Jeff Hardy. Against Jeff Hardy. What's going on there? And Makes me a... want to watch main event, though. I've never wanted to watch main event so much, you know, in a good year or so. Oh, no, no, it does. But poor Jeff and, and really poor Ginger as well, because if you're going to do that, why not just bring him back on Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, oh, a, match, a match we had on Raw, Angel Garza versus Drew Gulak, where Angel Gala, Garza... That's your Rose, main event match. <laughs> you know, where they had some shenanigans with the Rose. And then, you know, that match is actually on Raw. But then you have Jinder Mahal against Jeff Hardy, and that's on main event. What's going on? I I just... I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Because he'll, he'll probably... thing is, mo, I, I can... I bet you 90% of the audience don't watch main event. Because I certainly don't. I watch a lot of wrestling. I watch a hell of a lot of wrestling. And even I don't watch main event. Like I, sometimes, exactly. sometimes I manage to catch it if I have a flick. And all oh, the matches look pretty decent. But two or five main event, even I struggle to try and catch those. And I watch a lot of wrestling. So so a casual viewer, I would say, even who watches Raw and SmackDown each week, and maybe even NXT, but let's just sit with Raw and SmackDown for the moment, probably only watch Raw and SmackDown and, and the pay-per-views, obviously, and nothing else. This is WWE I'm talking about, forgetting the other federations mm. out there, the other companies. Mm. So they're only watching Raw and SmackDown. If you're a casual viewer, and you, especially if you're a younger viewer, you probably don't think, oh, and I'll go online and see and just read the results of NXT main event or superstars when it used to be on. I know it hasn't been for years, but you know, they probably don't do that anyway. So these younger fans, you know, the fans that they're supposed to be bedding in for the future, because let's be honest, they're the future of the company because when we're all long dead and gone they're going to be the ones still watching 
they probably don't have a clue that Jinder Mahal is even back because they don't watch main events. To them, half of them probably don't even know that main events are still on TV or, na- or, or the network, rather. Probably never even knew it existed. So when Jinder Mahal, maybe let's say in five weeks' time, finally makes an appearance on Raw, if it's still Raw that he's on, and he appears with these two sidekicks that he's got by his side, the people that know about it, whether they watch the program, whether they read the results, know that he's been beating Jeff Hardy and whoever else he's going to be, hopefully, if they're going to push him um, or book him right, at least, for the next few weeks. You know, they're not going to have a clue that any of that's happened. They're going to be like, oh, Jinder Mahal's appeared for the first time with these two randomers since, I don't know, January, was it, when he was last about? So they're not going to have a clue. So I don't. you're, you're not publicising things like this in the right way. Yeah, but what if? What if we're trying to wait until WrestleMania backlash is out of the way? And then he is on war, but he attacks Drew McIntyre, and they set up Drew McIntyre versus. Jim. He's gone. That, that, well, I mean that—that's the. I mean that was a stupid thing. That's why he's gone. But you know, he's uh, gone. He's no, gone. It's but... chucked him off for that opinion. He's gone. <laughs> but I think no, like I said, with with this, I think because not a lot of people watch main event, it gives you a little bit more chance to develop character and develop new moves or skills and stuff. So I'm thinking that's probably why people are on main event and maybe they brought Jinder back, you know, if he's had a little bit of ring rust or to look to develop a new character and see how that new character works. Uh, so that's probably why why they did it on main event, just to try this new character and managers and moves I understand. maybe and ring rust. Oh, I understand why they would do it on main event for that aspect. Like you say, it's his first time back since injury and the ring rust side of things. But why, why Jeff Hardy? Why not a member of Lucha House Party or someone from Matt <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree with you, Taryn. It could be like some job. It could have been Umberto Correa or someone like that, or somebody yeah. who's just like a jobber. But I suppose Jeff Hardy wasn't doing anything. So they're like, well, put you against Jeff Hardy. I think it's, it's a payday. Jeff, I think Jeff yeah. Hardy used to be a main event guy. And I think, I think they use like things like main event and like velocity back in the day to like. So Vince can watch them just to see, like, if they're ready to be, be put back on the main roster or be like pay per view. They're like, they're like the dark matches, aren't they? They're like televised dark matches, aren't they? Almost. Yeah, completely. But I think, uh, and this could be a. I mean, this is a flipping it on the whole other side now. Why? Why test this new thing with Jinder? Why give him this push? You know, he he's had his push. He's been the world champion, for God's sake. Not many people can say that. He has been the WWE champion, the most prestige, arguably the most prestigious world championship in wrestling in general, professional wrestling, not just WWE. It's the most famous one. Um, You know, it's more famous than the Universal title, as much as they want people to believe it's on the same level of being a world championship. Let's be honest, we all know the more prestigious title is the WWE one. They could have given him the Universal title title they didn't they made him the wwe world champion we know how that all went he was a jobber again after that at his appearance now if you're going to push him great fair enough but there needs to be a payoff at the end of it we've already had a payoff in the fact that he's been the world champion so if you're just going to build him up to something to again just lose to drew then what what is the point but not only that you might as well only have him face Drew if Drew becomes the champion again. I know they want to do this back in January, but why why have Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre if it's not going to be for the world title? Okay. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Right. I think that was...
There's the news, guys. There's a fair <laughs> bit of news to uh, to talk about. We'll have a um, we'll have a quick rundown of Raw. We won't go through to it in depth because we'll still be here till next Monday. Um, so we'll just pick out a couple of key points. The first key point being that they returned after their extended break since WrestleMania. We finally had what is it? Three, four weeks later, the return of the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos have arrived and i believe they defeated the new day they did yeah. indeed yeah um they made a skip you know we've been sending ourselves and recharging while you've been here throwing tomatoes at everybody um and they even let omos have a couple minutes on the microphone and yeah um solid match he's wearing a hoodie this week he wasn't dressed like deacon batista but solid <laughs> showing you know good they basically it was basically the wrestlemania match exactly the same um but it's good that they've managed to solidify it and i'm hoping that we get the viking raiders come up soon uh, and face them because that'll be a really good match yeah the viking raiders they returned on the raw after mania didn't they yeah. were they on the last couple of weeks i know they were on this week's but did they appear on the last couple of weeks no, they're on the bump this week. That's about it. My good God. Enough said about that then. Um, Charlotte Flair beat Dana Brooke. And then there's this weird storyline going on where Sonya Deville just seems to be allowing Charlotte Flair to do what she wants, even after the suspension, as far as bringing her back. And is basically just, you know, yeah, do, do, do what you want. And there's now added her to the women's title match at WrestleMania Backlash. So we have our triple threat match. It doesn't involve Daniel Bryan yet. Um, but yeah, she's been added to the WrestleMania match. Charlotte Flair. Yeah, yeah well, they basically, um, Sonya Deville said, well, the men have a triple threat, so the women might as well have a triple threat. So I'm adding you to the match after she got shouted at for 10 minutes and bullied. I think they've just been listening to Brad. They just want to make a triple threat for everything. <laughs> Don't let Brad listen to this and think of it. He'll get a big head again thinking that he's thinking of all these things with the triple threat match. But I told he, you. He thinks he's booking for the company. Um <laughs> Guys, perhaps the biggest moment in the last near 30 years of Raw itself happened. We have the Raw debut. Bigger than Evolution. (laughs) We had the Raw debut of the undefeated 205 Live spectacular Mansoor is there. He's done it. Nice surprise. Very nice surprise. Nice surprise. I think he lost to Sheamus via disqualification, did he not? Yeah, they had um, Umberto Carrillo uh, got beat up backstage. He basically said to Sheamus, I'm going to be accepting your open challenge again this week. Sheamus is like, all right, lad. All right, fella. And he beat him up. And then halfway through the match, Umberto Carrillo just came out and just started lamping him one. So then Sheamus just big booted both of them. So I suppose Mansoor's undefeated streak in a sense, still carries on because it wasn't a loss in the sense of that, you know, it was no a... No um, submission. No pinfall, so he's yet to be pinned or submitted on, well, i say the main roster, if you can include 205 Live, but you know you know what I mean in respect of that. Um, did mm-hmm. they did they make note on Raw of the fact that he's gone about a year or two undefeated? No, so they're probably not wanting people to do that. <laughs> but again, that brings me to the point of, I can guarantee you most people, the casual viewer, saw him arrive and was like, who's that? <laughs> they probably don't remember him from the Saudi Arabia shows, even though he won the Battle Royal and he won a singles match against, was it Dolph Ziggler? Yeah. Um, mm. They probably never watched an episode of 205 Live in their life. I haven't watched an episode of 205 Live since it was basically the Cruiserweight Classic side of things. Um, I've just got no interest in it, and I mean no disrespect to anyone that's on there. It's just WWE don't care about it. Why should I? That's my attitude towards it. Um, 
So I'm assuming, other than the little in-joke we have about Mansoor, that's really the only reason we know about him. I'm assuming most other people didn't. So do we think anything's going to happen with him or he'll eventually just file into the papers of obscurity? No, I think um, you know he might get a US title match at WrestleMania Backrash. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. in general he, he could do quite well. What do you reckon, Joe? Um, I'm hoping that the, like, Alberto Carrillo and Mansoor, like, get involved in the US title match is something different. It's we be saying that you know it's the same matches over and over again and we've seen Alberto Carrillo like challenge Seamus the past couple of weeks and not really get a full shot. So I'm hoping that you know Mansour and Alberto Carrillo have like a number one contenders match or something or I hope it's not another triple threat match then whoever wins gets a match against Seamus. I I really hope that, that happens. Is he going to beat Seamus? No. no. So will um, that be the yeah. end of the undefeated streak? Potentially, no, unless, it's, unless it's some kind of like weird finish or like whoever doesn't win gets involved at the end, like causing a distraction or something. Be a, it, it won't be a clean finish if he does win. Yeah. Nope. Fair enough. Brilliant. We did have a split up of a tag team though Luke, now it, this is something that surprised me even more apparently the Lucha House Party is still going I know Kalisto has been um, released but Grand Matalik and who else is in Lucha House Party apparently they're still a tag team I had no idea I thought that was a long gone <laughs> Lucha House Party they picked up a win against Shelton, Benjamin and Cedric Alexander and then the split happened so not only if they split up the Hurt Business, which was stupid and made no sense at all. They've now mm. split up the tag team of Shelton and Cedric Alexander, which is stupid and makes no sense <laughs> at all. Yeah, in a way it makes no sense, but the promo that they did where she, um, Cedric Alexander was like, you know, I was you were the weakling, I'm cutting you out. Maybe I, you know, I can get back in the Hurt Business by cutting you out. But then Shelton basically says, you know, I be, I'm the workhorse, I've been here for God knows how many years, and I'm still going to be here when Cedric leaves. So, you know, you can kick me to the curb, that's fine, but I'll be here long before, you know, long after um, Cedric Alexander goes. But hopefully it leads to a nice little one-on-one um, five-minute match next week and you know, one of them gets repackaged or does something. But there could be some shenanigans in the main event. It could just all be a ruse, you know, to reform the business. You never know. As stupid as the booking would be on that, I would be rather happy for the her business to reform. I doubt it, but... We'll see. Which I tell you what, maybe jumping the gun a little bit to do with Bobby Lashley. Booking, again, we talk about it in nearly every bloody segment. Where was tea bar, tea bag, all those business? Where 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 were they? You've had They mentioned big... them. They mentioned them backstage well, they, they, they in a promo that was about them, it. But they weren't there. They're, they're there, aren't they, as far as the you know, the wrestlers, the people that portray these characters were there. Why not use them? You, you've got this apparent big storyline going on where Retribution has split and two of them have joined up. Not necessarily okay to join the Hurt Business because it doesn't effectively exist anymore, but they've at least aligned partly with Bobby Lashley, with the world champion. And then they're not on Raw the next week. Oh, we'll mention them in a backstage. Program. How hard would it have been to have just had them stood next to him and accompany him? And, or just, do you know what I mean? If they're there, you're paying these people. Have them on the screen because then otherwise we're just forgetting about them. They're already quite arguably quite forgettable already. And I mean that not in a disrespectful <laughs> way to them. I just mean the way that they're booked and the characters. Because again, 
nobody cares about retribution after the second week so nobody cares about them too at the moment and the fact of that so if we're already forgetting about them when they're bloody about anyway it makes no sense for them not to be there because i now i have forgotten about them i forgot about them until it just came into my head then i hadn't even had that written down on my notes the I just well they've taken the masks off now, haven't they? It's just Pretty much, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, they've taken the mask off. We're just like, yeah. It's hardly like we're unmasking Kane for the first time or Ray Mysterio <laughs> for the first time. We don't know what this these people look like. Burns. I know Jamie is a big, big fan of tea bag. It's probably his favourite. Love him. <laughs> um, I prefer Flat Jacks, me personally. I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Um, Joe, what's <laughs> happening with Randy Orton and Riddle at the moment? Oh, they're called Arkey called Arky Bro and um, what's his name? Um, Jackson Riker and Elias were backstage and they were trying to get back um, on the new day for throwing rotten tomatoes at them last week. So I mean, they had... for God's sake. It's like so a children's a... program, isn't it? It's like a cartoon <laughs> for children. So you have these rotten tomatoes, and then they threw, they tried to throw them at the New Day, and then they actually hit Randy Orton by mistake. So then Randy Orton was pissed off then, and he was looking for Riddle backstage, and then it cuts to then Randy Orton looking for Riddle, and then Riddle's on his scooter like, hey, bro, would it be a good idea if we had, like, snakeskin tights, and we had, like, <laughs> we had matching rig gear and everything? And then he just kept talking, and then um, Riddle did the zip it thing where he like zips his mouth. Then Randy puts his hand out for the key and throws it away. So keep your mouth shut, watch me. And then it was Randy Orton and Riddle versus Jackson Riker and Elias in a tag team match. Are we enjoying the pairing of Riddle and Randy Orton? Oh, yes. I'm just waiting are, for Randy Orton to go psycho on him and like yeah. stop on his head. Or Would it not be interesting though to finally, when the split eventually happens, for the riddle heel turn to occur? Would that not be better and a bit different? You know, let's mix it up a little bit. I know. I can't, but I can't Randy Orton is a face. Randy Orton is a face is a really bad face. Like I know he's done it before, but he's he's just a really, such good heel. When he's a face, he's just I don't know. There's something about him. I just can't get behind it. Fair enough. Well, I, I wait with massive anticipation to see what they do with <laughs> Riddle and Randy Orton. That, only a slight hint of sarcasm on that one. <laughs> right, main event of Raw was Bobby Lashley defeating Braun Strowman. Um, what is the WrestleMania backlash match? It's Wrestle, It's um, Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley versus uh, Drew McIntyre. So this week, there was Brilliant. a coin toss to kick off Raw to see who Bobby Lashley would be facing first. So it turned out it was going to be Braun Strowman. So next week, he's facing Drew McIntyre. He basically said, I can beat both of you one-on-one -on -one, um, to basically show that he can beat them both in a triple threat. Brilliant. So the match at WrestleMania Backlash is Bobby Lashley defending the WWE title against Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre. And That's now... It two weeks, however it is, before WrestleMania Backlash, Bobby Lashley has beaten Braun Strowman in a singles match. Yeah, so he can beat him one-on-one. -on -one. So, mm -hmm. what is the booking about that all about? And next is week, he stupid? Next week, you'll beat Drew McIntyre, so he'll yes. beat them both of them. And then... So, what is the point of a triple threat match? No point at all. Absolutely if he no can point. beat them anyway... <laughs> If he can beat them anyway one-on-one, -on -one, what's the point of a triple threat? I just... I don't get it. This is what annoys me about things. 
Jamie, what is your opinion on this matter? It's just funny listening to you talk about it. Oh, God. We've watched WWE for 20 years, 30 years now. I enjoy wrestling. Listen, it doesn't always have to make sense. There's always going to be some comedic element about wrestling if it's done the right way. You know, there's always going to be, okay, maybe one week somebody gets a bit of an upset because it overall creates a bigger picture for a storyline and makes sense. Mm -hmm. This doesn't make sense. You're about to have a World Championship triple threat match and two of the competitors in it go against each other and the person person defending the world title beat i know it wasn't clean i mean it was clean but it wasn't i know drew mcintyre was about but he didn't come in and hit a claymore and a move that was after match. he still effectively beat him clean so if he's going i can beat you clean in a one-on-one match and this isn't him beating i don't know bloody man saw <laughs> this is braun Strowman, the Strowman express the bloody 400 pound however he's supposed to be behemoth you know, finish, former though. Universal cha- Yeah, former Universal Champion. The finish, though, I- was very, very clever. I, I know you haven't seen it, but the finish was really good. Um, so um, Strowman was inside the ring. Bobby Lashley went, because Drew McIntyre was on commentary, and they had um, him stood next to, near Drew McIntyre, like, catching his breath. So Strowman starts doing his choo-choo and runs around the ring. Lashley, like, moves out of the way, and Braun Strowman, like, runs into Drew McIntyre, gets him annoyed, um, goes back into the ring. Bobby Lashley hits him with a spear, pins him and then he just claymores them both but it was a good finish because you can see him about to do the choo-choo but he moves out of the way just in time so it was, it was a good finish but i agree with you yeah the booking wise it makes no sense why go over your two opponents clean only to beat them in triple threat but that's what he's going to do isn't he he's going to beat drew mcintyre next week yes there might be some part shenanigans type things with Braun Strowman this time around because they'll just do the revert the, the flip of what they've done this week but why he should then be going out if this was real life if this was the UFC, if they did such things, he would then be going, why do I have to prove I can beat these two men in a triple threat match when I've just proven I can beat them one-on-one anyway without anybody else involved in the match? I'm superior. There is no point in the match. Why is we as fans, should we be interested in seeing that? We've seen he can beat the uh, the competitors in it. And then why would it be realistic for him to drop the title? You know, if you're going to look at it on the opposite side, why mm. has... Braun Strowman beat him for the title. Why is Drew McIntyre beat him? Drew McIntyre beat him for the title. That you know, how they managed to do that? Well, we've seen he can beat them both two weeks in a row. Again, I know we're alleging the fact he hasn't beaten Drew McIntyre yet on Raw. I mean, he beat him at WrestleMania, so we know we can beat him if you look at it in that way. Christ, if he beats Drew McIntyre next week, he's beaten Drew McIntyre twice in the space of a month. So why? So that's an even bigger argument for why this match shouldn't be taking place. It doesn't make booking sense. <laughs> Fair. That's just my opinion, however. But that was raw. It sounded delightfully wonderful. It did. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there has been a Sean Michaels Diesel and uh, Diesel documentary. Has anybody seen it? Is it out yet, or has it just been announced so far? It's been it's out, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah I've, seen I've watched it twice already. You have watched it twice. Is it a twenty? No, it won't be a twenty-four documentary, will it? But is it? Is it one on the network rather than exclusive to A and E? Yes, it's, it's one of the untold ones. Is it? Is it about an hour long? About yeah, fifty, forty-five, fifty minutes. It's a decent watch. That's why I said I've watched it twice already. Uh, it flows really well. You don't get bored. It's a pretty decent watch. What's it dive into then on on this one? Then is it about the click side of things or no? Hardly anything about the click. It basically starts off saying that Shawn Michaels is a bit of a 
troublemaker and he's getting a lot of heat uh, backstage with the Marty Jannetty thing. Um, he sees um, Kevin Nash on WCW as Vinny Vegas and thinks, oh, that guy could be my bouncer. But I don't know how we can get him over. Long and short, they manage, you know, Rick Steiner helps manage to get him over. Um, they have Diesel as his bouncer, but Diesel actually gets bigger than Shawn Michaels at the time. Takes a belt at a house show and it basically is showing how they work together as a team. They show a little bit of a click and saying how that developed the heat, you know, of them all moving about and Shawn Michaels feeling betrayed um, that, you know, his bounce has gone and he was stuck with Psycho Sid. Um, but no, it was really good. Uh, flowed really well. Gave the backstory of both of them. More Diesel backstory than Shawn Michaels, but showed why he was brought over. The fact that they had all the belts, um, you know, near WrestleMania 12 sort of time um, and, and the reason why the belts were dropped and what happened. Um, decent watch. And it gives a good bit of history about, you know, what was happening in that era and you know, the fact that they won the tag team titles on a couple of occasions. Brilliant. So again, like I always ask with these documentaries, because I'm always the last to watch them, it's worth a watch? Oh, yes. Yeah. Brilliant. It's because I'm too busy watching Hidden Treasures or whatever it's called. I mean, I've only watched the first two. I still need to watch the third one. I think the third one was Jerry the King Lawless. I haven't watched it yet, so I'm sure that's very interesting. Yeah, the next but, one's um, Booker T as well, I think. Is it? Have you guys had a chance to watch it yet? I know it's not on the network, so we have to watch it. I've um, seen means. clips of Hidden Treasures, but I haven't seen the A&E documentary. I think but... you've seen the clip from the Undertaker episode, haven't you, with the yeah. Phantom Mask? Jamie shared it earlier in our chat, and I've got to be fair, I just wanted to watch more and more and more of it. I thought it looked really good. And he, This guy was just like, can we have this for our vault? And he's just like, yeah, take it, man. Really but if cool I catch you wearing that on Instagram, I will find <laughs> you. <laughs> like I say, it's you can tell there's certainly aspects of it that are very much like wrestling predetermined beforehand almost scripted to an extent like you know they've said you can tell they've said when the cameras start rolling offer this person this much for it and say yes you'll accept it or no you want this or whatever but uh, it's just interesting just to see you know where these things have ended up whether they are in this person's collection or whether the wrestlers still have them i think it's more just interesting to see the people um there's restless houses like Mick Foley and Kane and the Undertaker. You know, it shows them in their houses, going into their garages, effectively, uh, and the or spare rooms and and digging out stuff. And like I say, the Undertaker and Kane episode was really good because I, again, I don't want to talk it too about it too much because we did last week. But you know, Kane digs out his Unibomber um, attire from before he was even Isaac Yankum in WWE when he was at Smoky Mountain Wrestling and he was Unibomber and it's his original attire and that's just brilliant to see it's a bit of a wrestling historian side of things it's uh, it's great so and yes I said it last week as well because it said Mark Calloway as well he didn't say The Undertaker I tell you what though do you know what's actually quite shocking about that I don't know if you realise but that's his name he's not really <laughs> called The Undertaker you know yeah I know but I mean, like I said, he's always had this whole thing, his mystique about his character. And now, obviously, he has retired and fed. He's like, obviously, he deserves to actually have some public life. He's not retired. He'll have one more <laughs> match he will. But like I said, they were still saying, I'm pretty sure on the Broken School sessions, he was called, I can't remember. Did he call him Mark? I can't remember now. Oh, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Of course he did, yeah. Yeah. So the whole Undertaker mystique's kind of gone now. So what if he just does come back? Surely he has to be American badass because the Undertaker mystique gone. I mean, you say that, but look at Kane. Kane comes back every now and again and he says a demon. So, you know, I think we're all, I say we're all adults. We are, not the wrestling audience. But I mean, <laughs> like I said, they are playing people a certainly suspend their disbelief, yeah. Well, it is retro Smackdown this week, so you never know. 
Yes, it is. And do you know what? I forgot to write that on there. Probably the reason is because is I don't really think it'll be a retro SmackDown. I think there'll it be more Daniel Rose. Bryan's going to be back for retro. He will, yeah. <laughs> please welcome as a special guest, Daniel Bryan, former general manager, Daniel Bryan. Are they going to um, have the first? Well, I know Fox teased that, but Fox teased a lot of things that never happened. So I really do think that was just a tease by an employee that works at Fox. I, do you know what? People have said, I don't think it'll be the SmackDown set with the fist. I think it'll be the 1999 set, the original one, like the um, oval-shaped screens and the and the ovals. I'm not even convinced it'll be that. I think it'll just be... I think people are going to be disappointed. I think it'll be the normal current Thunderdome entrance with just the old SmackDown logo shown on the Titans on video screen. I think there'll be nothing... Um, I mean, this has come out of nowhere, really, hasn't it? Like, you know, it's it's not like they did with the Raw Legends. I have no idea. Well, this is what this is what I mean. Like the ratings tanked for Raw, and they panicked and said, "Oh, next week it's Raw Legends Night. Everybody watch." Blah blah blah. This has just kind of randomly been announced. The what? What are the? Is it called Retro SmackDown? What's it? Yeah, they just got the original old school. Yeah, they got the original logo back, and that's about it. But it won't. You know, The Rock's not going to be there. I was going to say, like, surely The Rock, Triple H. I mean, you're talking about SmackDown. The Undertaker. They're not going to be there, are they? was on SmackDown for years, weren't he? He yeah. was never on Raw. He was always on SmackDown. The Rock, but, Triple H, and then uh, I was trying to think of um, someone else. Edge, Edge. Now, Edge yeah, might Brock. be there because this will be his first. I mean, Brock's not going to be there, is he? I think Edge could be there because it'll be his first appearance, his mania. So that would almost kind of make sense. But it's very interesting that no one's been, or not that I've seen, nobody's been advertised for it like the Raw Legends Night was. So I think people are going to be severely disappointed. The only old school aspect of it will be the logo. I don't think there'll be a ch- change set. There might be one or two appearances from just a couple Teddy of legends Long. in general. Yeah, yeah, that type of thing. But. Like, they won't even be like, oh, my God, remember when that person was on SmackDown or they were so pivotal to that? Teddy Long, to an extent, because he was the SmackDown general manager. But you're going to have people that were on Raw for years as well and things like that. It's not going to be very SmackDown exclusive. You're just going to be kind of watching it like, all right, yeah, that, that there's IRS that wasn't even on TV <laughs> when SmackDown was on. Do you know what I mean? So, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm, I'm, not, I'm not thinking, oh, I must watch SmackDown this week because I, I just don't. I don't see what they're going to do, and it's not exciting me. I'll watch it. I'll let you know. Lovely. Oh, I might, I might watch the highlights or catch up on it on or Saturday. Watch it on Instagram. Watch it on Instagram. Joe and Dan, you can live stream it on our chat from your TV. Sounds good. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see what's that. Right. Shall we do a quiz to end the show as always? Why not? And it's I've, me on hosting duty for you, quiz Daniel, this week. And I mentioned it earlier. It's all about tag teams this week, guys. Oh, good God. Well, I started writing it, I realised realized my first few questions were on tag teams and tag team titles. I thought, well, I'll just do this as a theme. Why not? Let's have some fun. So um, you already know uh, one of the questions, but we'll go through it in order. Uh, number one, who are the shortest reigning NXT men's tag team champions? Ooh, I, I think no they idea. held it. I think they held it for two days. Perhaps. Oh, did they? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, okay. Let's try that. I'm writing somebody down. They're probably going to end up being the longest. <laughs> Number two oh. for you guys. Who has won the WWE Tag Team titles, or they could have been WWF, with Triple H, John Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Kevin Nash? Surely it has to be, but it's, I don't recognize it. It's got to be. It's got to be. 
just name those four again. Yeah, no, no. it's um, Triple H, Juan Cena, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Nash. Okay, yeah. Cool. Makes me think it can only be one person, but I bet it's not now. Obviously, they could have been under different names. Well, so yeah. Kevin Nash could have been Vinnie Vegas. Steve Austin could have been Stan and Steve Austin. Triple mm-hmm. H could have been um, John Paul Levesque. Yeah. Yeah. Tenderizing. Ten, ten, yeah, what do you say? Tenderizing. 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 <laughs> Terrorizing, yeah. Cool. Right, number three. Who has won more WWE or WWF tag team titles? The Rock or Mick Foley? Ooh. And yes, they have held it together three times. Ooh. One person has won it eight times, and the other person's won it five times. Okay, let's go for that. I mean, it's a 50 50 guess. Yeah, boy. Number four, which current WWE tag team were formerly known as War Machine? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> right, well, I know I've got one right. <laughs> Right, you all got something there? Mm-hmm. Indeed you do. Uh, okay, number five. You're going to have um, a point. There's two-pointer. Um, who was the Hall of Fame manager of the Road Warriors or Legion of yes. Doom? There's, there's two answers. If you can give me both, you can have a point for each. Oh, in... yes. No, I do know both of them. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to get some points this week. They're Finally. inducted with a manager. They're inducted with a manager, but there was somebody else who's in the Hall of Fame. I know it. I so know it. Have... I know it's true. Is it true? <laughs> <laughs> right, number six, you already know it. Who are your current AEW Tag Team Champions? We know that. I said we know that. Epic. Seeing as you know that one, three points for number seven. Who did Oof. John Morrison, Trish Stratus, and Snooky beat at WrestleMania 27? I have no idea. Obviously, it's a man and two women, so. I can't, why, I can't remember that. WrestleMania 27, how long ago was that? About eight years ago? Ten years ago, WrestleMania 37 was the last one to go. Oh my god, was it really? Mm. I, I remember Snooki doing some sort of cartwheel. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Snooki, Trish and John Morrison. Mm, okay, let's try that. Cool. Number eight, who was in the tag team Strike Force? Point for each. Um, and, okay, and Joe, you should get this because you went, Oh, that one guy supposed to be an amazing wrestler back in the day. I'm like, I've never even heard of him. Well, I had heard of him, but I didn't recognize him. Oh, well, it's not what I wrote down then. <laughs> they were in the first couple of WrestleManias when I was re watching them. Oh, no, not them then. I took a guess. <laughs> I took a guess. Okay, number nine. Which legendary tag team did Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins beat to win their first tag titles? Oh, it- Oh, it's got to be. No, it's, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah, that'll do. Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins. Yeah, Jason Jordan, Seth Rollins, first ever tag team uh, title win. Who did they beat? Blah, 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 blah. Legendary tag team. And finally, your number 10, Bobby Roode and Chris Harris, or Braden Walker, won the NWA tag team titles <laughs> six times. But what was their team name? Uh... Oh, no. Hang on. Oh, it's them or them. I'm going to get the wrong one, aren't I? <laughs> right, okay. Now I think I've got it. My phone's right. about to die, so we'll go straight into the answers. Go for it. Who are you asking first? Um, we will go in the order of um, Jamie, Joe, Taron. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So who is the shortest reigning NXT men's tag team champions? Jamie? 
as put Neville as one of them. I couldn't remember who his partner's with. Well, he's won it twice, so it was a good shout. Um, Joe? <laughs> Pack, Pack Neville and Corey Graves. And Taron? Corey Graves. I had, I had no idea, so I wrote the Ascension. No, it was Moustache Mountain when they won it in the Royal Albert Hall. No! And then they dropped it the following, uh, the following NXT. Those mountains. <laughs> um, number two, who's won tag titles with Triple H, Cena, Steve Austin and Kevin Nash? Jamie? I put, I put Shawn Michaels. Joe? It logistically should be. <laughs> I put Shawn Michaels as well. And Taron? I put Shawn Michaels, but I couldn't remember him being with The Rock. Yeah. But I put Shawn Michaels. Yeah, it was. Okay. No, you never. I never. I didn't put down the. I thought you said the rock. Said the or was rock. It Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. Yeah. That's it. I couldn't remember him being with Stone Cold. Yeah, it was Shawn Michaels. Um, and I remember the other three. Yeah, man. Who won the tag titles with? Um, sorry, who's won more tag titles, The Rock or Mick Foley? I put Dwayne Johnson. Joe. Foley. Taron. The Rock. No, it was Mick Foley eight oh. times. And number four, who is the current? Sorry, uh, which current WWE tag team? Is used to be named as the War Machine, the Viking Raiders. Did anyone else have anything other than Viking Raiders? No. no. Yeah, that's right. Can't um, call them War Machine because it's got the word <laughs> "war" in it. <laughs> and then we've got number five. Hmm. Uh, who was the Hall of Fame manager of the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom? Uh, Sonny and Paul Ellering. Oh, yep. I thought he wouldn't get either of them. I got them both as well. Sonny and Paul Ellering. So Why don't I get Sonny with 14 is my favourite event? Oh, no, you want me. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, who are your current AEW tag champs? I already know this. I want to see who Taron knows. The Young Cooks. <laughs> yes, it is the Young Bucks. It is the Young Bucks. And um, I want to know what you guys put for the tag team opponents with John Morrison, Trish, and Snooky. Um, I, uh, <laughs> or are you asking Jamie first, or does he probably know? I took a guess. I, I just thought logically, like, who would be heel women and who would face John Morrison. So I put the Miz and the Bellas. Anyone else got anything else? Yeah, I went for Dolph Ziggler and oh, Lady yeah, Cool. Well, of and, course. And Joe? I put Dolphin Lee Cool as well. It was Dolphin Lee Cool. Oh, <laughs> You're shit, Taryn. <laughs> I know, I am on that. Well, it was 10 years ago. I'm going to go to Joe on this one first, on a mate. Who is in the tag team Strike Force? Rick Martel. And? I can't remember the other guy's name. Tino Santana. No idea. I was just going to say Tino Santana when he said yeah, Rick Martel, but I wouldn't have got it unless Joe had said Rick. <laughs> I put Stone Cold and Brian Pillman, so it shows you how much I know. They were the Hollywood Blondes. Oh, quick, yeah. <laughs> quick interception. The first episode of Dark Side of the Ring is now available to watch. It's a two-part of the Brian Pilmer one, but, um, but the, fir the first one is out. Only part one. Crack him. I'll have to have a look at that one. Um, and finally, number nine, uh, which legendary tag team did uh, Jason, Jordan, and Seth Rollins beat for their first tag titles? Dudley Boys. Joe? Dudley's. No, it was the Hardy Boys. Oh, <laughs> And number 10, what's the name of Bobby Roode and Chris Harris's tag team on, in NWA TNA? Come on, Jamie. I just put Glorious. <laughs> Joe? Ones. <laughs> I put Beer Money, but I know it's not Beer Money. And Taryn? America's Most Wanted. They are America's Most Wanted. <laughs> Lovely, that's your quiz. What scores we got, guys? Eight. Oh, I still only got six. Eight. And Joe? I got eight as well. Oh, no, we need a tiebreaker quick. 
Oh, my days. Um, no, to be fair, I, let, I mean, yeah, go on. Go on, then. I need a tiebreaker. I need to I, catch I up with Dennett. Yeah. All right, no, hang on, hang on. Do you want me? I've got one. Do you want me to... Yeah, go on, because I haven't got anything written down, so if you want to... All right, then. That. First person to say it... I'm just Googling it just in case, but I know it, I know it is right. So, not the current SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the original SmackDown champ- Tag Team Champions that they had back in the early 2000s. Who were the first ones? Billy and Chuck. Chris, Chris Benoit and um, Chris Jericho. <sighs> it was Benoit and... Benoit and, Malenko. Um, no, nobody it Benoit got it right. It was Benoit and Kurt Angle, it was. Another point. Um, Another point. <laughs> I, I think I no, I think Joe technically gets the point though, because he got one of the two, so that's close enough. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. So <laughs> time just doesn't want Joe, me to get even further ahead of him. So it leaves Jamie on Glad three, me on two, Joe's also on two, Dan's on six. Yeah, but a smashing quiz there, Daniel. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. Not too shabby at all. Well, we all look forward to Blood and Guts tonight at the time of recording, so no doubt we'll have something to say that about next week. Um, Is it WrestleMania Backlash a week Sunday? A week Sunday, yes. So we'll no doubt have our predictions next week as well. Um, Joe, where can everybody find us on the socials? You can find us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Grapplecast Show. Lovely. Hit us up there. Throw us a question. Throw us a like, a love. I don't know what you do on Instagram and Twitter. Retweet us. Anything like that. Tell your friends. Do a hashtag. Hash browns. browns. All that business. And send it to Um, the internet. (laughs) Do. Let everyone know how great we are and to give us a listen. Hold one. Arm drag. Rep screwed rep. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Number four, armbar.